Welcome to the Abundance Mentality Podcast. 20-minute snippets to improve your health, wealth, spirituality, and relationships. I'm Zach. And I'm Maria. All right, today we have a book called Gut Health by Julia Enders. That's with a G. I'll put it in the spelling. Julia Enders. Um, <laughs> now, this is this book you've read all the way through. I haven't read, but you've been giving me the um, the ongoing summary. We've just had a little pre-chat about it. Um so, so we'll sort of go through the key points from the book. It is about gut health. So, basically, what what does that entail? Just improving, improving your gut, improving it's your- all about digestion and poo and cool stuff like that. So, why do we care? And also, I'll pull you up on the cool stuff called poo. But anyway, <laughs> why why do why do we care? Why why does gut health matter? Can you give me like a a single single sentence? Like you mentioned the idea that like the the digestion the um, probiotics, the health sort of stuff. Yeah, Why do I so care? basically, it's a little bit underrated or under talked about. It's one of those things that everyone kind of needs to know, but nobody wants to know. But there's certain things to do with health. Like, it, if you have good gut health, it really helps your immunity. And if you poo in a good way or a bad way, it really affects your day to day life. So, so, so basically saying if we can work out our gut health better, yeah, we will be, we will feel better in general. Yes. We feel better in general. We thrive. We get abundant. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So we, we talked about some key points and we'll lead through those and just discuss them and how we can apply them. And so we can get the key takeaways. The way that you described this book being written, this seems like something that I would suggest people don't necessarily read because what was what did you say it was like <laughs> the way i felt reading it is that it was this just this massive collection of facts like an essay on the gastrointestinal system that sounds it goes terrible on, <laughs> but it goes on for the length of a novel it is is a novel now, you're, you're a bit of like a like an anatomy biology sort of nerd you studied that stuff so it's interesting to you yeah so we can filter that lens through you yeah to make it not tedious and boring because that sounds yeah. not so fun to read. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. But you love it. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Okay. Enjoyed or <laughs> anyway. All right. So, look, let's just get the pooing out of the way. <laughs> straight yeah. straight up. We'll go straight there and then we can move on to the, the better stuff. You, you, you highlighted the idea of- Good and pooing, bad pooing. Pooing correctly. <laughs> um, and you said that we should, like, pooing posture and how you actually poo. Now, obviously- Sorry, guys. A little bit, little bit gross, <laughs> but if you if you think about this for a, for for a second, I'll give you the walking analogy. Yeah, we walk all the time. Yeah. Imagine if we were walking with a gait. That's in, not good. We were walking in a way with that a wasn't with a limp or that wasn't symmetrical. Yeah. If we did that for forty years, our muscles would all be odd and off and disaligned, and we would have lots of muscle pain. That's exactly right. So. But if you didn't realize you were walking with a limp, you could be walking incorrectly, bad postured, whatever, sitting incorrectly if you're at a desk, right? The yeah. analogy goes across all of this and not even realizing that you're stuffing yourself up. Yeah. So, the same analogy goes for pooing. You could be pooing incorrectly all of these iterations, once, twice, three times a day or, you know, however many times yeah. you guys are pooing. You're doing it thousands of times That's in your exactly life. That's exactly right. What if you're doing it wrong? Yeah. So, can yeah. you give the, 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 the basic key points here? Yeah, yeah. So you, from the book. <laughs> yes. From the, so basically, um, you sitting and pulling is actually very not natural. So, we, so we, Western thing. Western pooing is bad. <laughs> Eastern Asian sort of squat pooing is good. Yeah, yeah. But you can emulate the squat. So the gut is shaped in such a way that when you squat, 
it's easy for the poo to come out. Yep. When you're sitting, the gut is not shaped in the same way and you're actually making it hard for the poo to come out. So then we end up straining, Yep. which is also bad because then you're actually hurting yourself when you're straining. I never used to know that. I used to strain even weeing. Some women like do that. It's actually bad. You want to, what you want to do is get yourself in the optimal posture, which is you can still sit on the toilet. That's okay. But if you put a little footstool under your feet, get your knees up and then just lean forward a little bit, then your gut is in a situation where it's in that optimal shape. So I'll put a link to a, like, I think it might be like a 10 to $20 little stool that sort of slots in under the toilet. Yeah. So, so it's, it doesn't, it's not obnoxious. This doesn't take up any space and you just sit on the toilet, you put your feet up and you're golden. And, yeah. and, and like from an evolutionary perspective, I'm all about like thinking about the evolutionary sort of setup of, um, how we should do things. We didn't evolve yeah. to sit down and poo. We would have went into a bush, squatted. That's the per- that's posture. right, like the monkey or whatever exactly. does, which yeah. we which we you know were did evolve from. So sit in a good posture and relax when you're on the toilet. It's yeah, a so that's the thing. second point: deep breaths and actually relax, as opposed to squeezing. As opposed to straining and squeezing. So if you squeeze and squeeze, you can squeeze. You can injure yourself. Yeah, over time. Exactly. So so once again, all of these things that we're talking about aren't like you know. Don't kill yourself over it. But if you just consider that you're doing multiple reps, if you do multiple reps of something yeah. and you could hurt yourself. So we're talking when you're on the toilet, get a little stool, put your feet up so that your feet are a bit higher, like you're almost emulating a squat. Yeah. And rather than squ- straining and squeezing, relax. Yes. Deep breaths. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Let's go on to the next yeah. next thing because yeah. we've got there's – a, there's a few things that we want to get to, but we can sort of maybe chip you know, Yeah, get yeah. Through. We'll chip away. Um, I want to talk about this idea of uh, – of um, of immunity, and then we're going to sort of relate that to um, allergies and gluten and some other stuff. Okay. So basically, you mentioned saying um, probiotics and prebiotics is good. Yeah. And we should definitely focus on that. Yes. Okay. So what were you saying? The 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 immunity immune system. The book suggests that the, most of the immune system is in the gut. Yeah. So eighty percent of our immune system is the partly like living. In our gut. So, the immune system is the thing that stops us getting sick from outside bugs and viruses and all yeah, that Yeah, there's a lot of, like, cells of the body that attack bugs and viruses, and a lot of them want to live in your gut. And then you've also got heaps of bacteria in your gut. But bacteria's got a bad rap, but we're talking about good bacteria that's – your gut is – Yeah, sorry. Like, yeah, there's so much good bacteria in your gut. That's helping your immune system. So, so our immune system is basically a shield that stops bad stuff getting in. That bad stuff would make us sick. The yes. better our immune system is, the less sick we get. Yes. That's why we care. So, we've got pre and probiotics. Yes. Which, which help your The book gut suggests we, you should have to improve the gut health, which means your immunity is better, which means you get less sick. Yeah. Less colds, cool. less flus, just so, sick in general. Given the current um, yes. current climate, this is probably a good thing. Yeah, um, exactly. So, so we're talking about improving. Um, we're talking about taking probiotic tablets. Yeah. Um, would you suggest a brand or just generic probiotics, or what are we talking here? Yeah. So, probiotic tablets are, are literally just like the the ba- good bacteria that live in your gut, and you're you're just putting more in. Um, and, and there's yeah. a whole variety of brands. You're not you're not concerned about that. No, or? you can just try one, and if for some reason you feel it's not working, just try a different brand. But how would you know it's working? 
you should feel better. Okay. So you might not, I'm not saying take one every day forever. If you've had a course of antibiotics, you yes. want to do then after that a course of probiotics. Yep. And also if you're saying to yourself, oh, why am I getting so many colds? Why am I getting Chuck sick? Chuck some in there. Get a course like for two months, take probiotics every day. Yep. And then you might feel you, it you, You're good at doing this and you don't get sick often. No, I don't get sick often at all. Obviously, anything we say is is tampered through the book's advice and then through our own experience. So, you know, take take yeah, things and, we say with a grain up, of salt. But, look up research on it. Look up studies. But Make your own decision. It makes sense and, and it does seem to work. So, And sometimes it's stuff you don't think about like – Eczema is is in a way an immune thing. There's a mm. link there, so I'm not saying it's going to fix your eczema. Uh, it makes but it sense might that help. if, I mean, even with 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 um with the birth of our our child, there's options and things that you sometimes will need to give the kid a, a pro a, a, an antibiotic to make sure yeah. they're safe on the way out, depending on complications. Um, and we wanted to avoid that because we wanted your gut health in the baby exactly. rather than wiping it with an antibiotic straight away. That's right. It's not it's not like it's not the worst thing ever, but let's try and keep that natural state going. We get that natural state going by yeah. probiotics. And there's also foods that you can eat that encourage good bacteria. Yes. And you call those prebiotics? Prebiotics. What are some of those foods? Yogurt, um, like sauerkraut or kimchi. But it's gotta be you've got to be careful because if if they've made it in a factory and then heat treated it and put it in a jar and just sold it to you at the, at the supermarket, it might not be live anymore. So it might not actually be a prebiotic anymore. So make sure you get the one that says fresh sauerkraut or fresh kimchi okay. that lives in the fridge. Um, so that. Because we're, we're, our bodies are basically a collection of little living organisms yes. that somehow work together. Yeah. So we want to really encourage that working together. Encourage the ones that are good for you and not the ones that are bad for you. Yeah. So the pre prebiotic foods, they feed those good bacteria actually want to eat them. So you're like feeding, you're like giving a gift to your good gut bacteria. Give the, which- gift, give the gift to your gut back gut health <laughs> and it will give you the gift of health. Yeah. Cool, cool. If you don't want to buy probiotics, you could like make sure to eat yogurt every day for two months. Yeah. And like well. like leaning into that is is I've heard a lot of anecdotal stuff about, you know, eating Food that yeah. encourages that. Well, I'm a bit lazy, so I, if I want to, I just buy the buy <laughs> tablet. Fair, no, fair enough. I, I fully, I fully appreciate that, and I've seen it working with you. Now, it does mention and does talk about, and I've sort of had experiences with this, so maybe we can talk about a more broader diet sense. Yeah. Um, talking about gluten and sugar and all of this sort of fructose, allergies. Lactose, all that yeah. Stuff, yeah. So I've I've recently realized that I have issues with FODMAP. Mm-hmm. And that's a collection of different things that basically cause my belly to be disrupted. And and for years of my life I didn't realize that I had this problem. I thought my belly was just the way it was. Yeah. I always had to go to the toilet, always had to do poo, always had to, you know, felt sick and bloated and crap. And it's sometimes called irritable bowel. Yeah, it can it can be called irritable bowel. It's related to mental health as well. The more anxious I was, the worse it was. Yeah. And but then like it's sort of this double feedback loop anyway. Mm-hmm. What I've realised is is that I have issues with the food I eat. Yeah. I can't eat um, like gluten is just terrible for me. Uh, lactose is terrible for me. So gluten is from what is it? Wheat, barley, and rye. Wheat, barley, and rye. Lactose is dairy. Yeah. Ba- mainly cow dairy. Worst is uh, milk. Yes. Um. And then there's other things which which is on the FODMAP, which is like if I have too much um, fructose in certain things, it gets a bit confusing. Like I'm not sweet fruits sure. and stuff, yeah. Uh, like caramelized onion kills me and like too much sort of like very sugary foods really, really impacts my belly. Yeah. Anyway, 
long long story short is I realized that I needed to sort of cut it all, eat what I knew was I was okay with, which was basically rice, yeah. um, rice of potatoes and protein, yeah. and then slowly adding things back in. And then I realized, okay, it's this FODMAP idea. Yeah. And I, now I've gotten to myself to this stage where I've worked out all of the foods that I can eat comfortably. And when something else enters my body that – like, I, I, you, you've seen me do this, right? Yeah. I, I felt like having – I was craving some um, licorice. And I just bought some off the shelf, didn't look for the gluten, yeah. and I had I ate three pieces. And on the third piece, I'm like, oh, this has gluten in it. Oh, Within wow. three bites. Like, you saw that happening. I know. I'm astounded. And then I looked at the package. I'm like, oh, man. Okay, because I could feel in the time it took me to, like, put that third one in, I grabbed the fourth piece. Mm. It the, the food had gone down enough, and I could just feel this familiar feeling. And I'm like, ah. Oh, this has gluten that's in it. That's amazing because that's your nervous system. Yeah. Coming back to your brain going, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. It's subtle though. Yeah. It's a very subtle feeling, but I'm recognizing, okay, I can I can feel the gluten in this. And I know that if I eat too much, I'll feel groggy, I'll feel yeah. tired. And the interesting thing is, is because I've been eating far less gluten, you've been eating far less gluten. Yeah, and I actually feel good for it. Even though I don't have what's called a gluten sensitivity, I feel okay when I eat well, gluten. everyone technically does have a gluten yes, sensitivity. Because, because we actually- yes don't digest it very well no. but my body handles it okay handles but, far better than mine does yeah 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 but i still feel better when i have less of it so you do have a bit of an intolerance to so it, i man. guess i do but i never sensitivity would have to noticed it. it exactly yeah. right so so and, the, and this is the thing if you think what gluten is like wheat barley right it's grass like if, if you think like once again evolutionarily mm. we go back in time no caveman's looking at grass seeds looking at a barley seed going, Mm-mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and interestingly like same thing with the the uh, lactose yes right and same thing with the high sugar fruit um fruits right yeah none of that stuff is really that available in the wild yeah the fruits are my least bad thing yeah right um and they're more available than like you know lactose for a caveman right you know yeah, just evolved caveman really and amazing. like they're never you know you're never getting gluten back in the day no so, like, I know that I feel healthiest when I eat meat and berries and potatoes, yes. right? Like, that's just – I don't feel bad. Um, yeah, I think and- it's worth saying that you did get a colonoscopy to rule out what's called celiac disease, yep. which is actually – apparently one in a hundred have, and it's actually when the gluten actually damages your bowel, and it's like a it's – And I don't have that. An allergy. It's an autoimmune, like mm. an allergy disease. This is an allergy. It's an intolerance. Yeah, it's a sensitivity or an intolerance. But where I, your body's, like, yeah. rejecting it, but it's not – getting damaged by it either so it's a tricky space to understand mm. i i i've also noticed because i went a year where i cut sugar completely mm. and i noticed when i did accidentally eat sugar i could feel it this, but did this, you feel it in a different way to the it felt wheat? sort of like headachey sort of mm. like sluggish yeah you know because once again we didn't evolve to eat sugar just just spoonfuls of sugar into your mouth yeah and the book does go into that it's a hormone thing so it's a, it's actually a different response it's where your spikes and drops your spikes and drops in hormones yeah, yeah which is also bad for you so, so 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 i guess the takeaway from this is you shouldn't feel terrible in your belly you shouldn't yes. be feeling gluggish and horrible after eating food should like like I, I now go to eat like like rice and potatoes and meat, right? Mm-hmm. And and berries. All of like I I know if I eat that I feel like mm. I don't feel heavy. Yeah. You know, like I I think back to when I used to eat pasta and it's like think just think part like it just you just oh you just yeah. feel. Yeah, I've noticed it more now that I've hundred percent. But f- food shouldn't. If you, you if yeah, so so I think maybe we can talk about like the um 
to take action now because it would yeah. relate to this. Just feel, just just check in a bit more mindfully to the food you're eating. So the next meal that you have, and maybe for the next day or however long you want to do this, I suggest you do it all the time. Yeah. But just feel how you're feeling, and then just you know when you eat, just cons- just just feel your body. Just sort of check into it. Like, how do I feel? How does my head feel? How does my body feel? How does my energy? energetic wise not spiritual energetic but just like literal just physical energy just eat something and then the moment it goes into your mouth for like two hours just just every so often just check into yourself and like how is this making me feel and you'll start to get a like a a loose catalog of things that are good for you and things that are bad for you Mm. and then it's your choice of whether you uh go down that path and investigate what is it if you realize that hey it's a gluten intolerance great you now have to decide whether you want to cut it. And I tell you what, like having cut it for like now for like months, I would never go back. Yeah. Never. Like I feel so much better. It's so empowering that you've actually found that. Mm. The other thing that it is in the book, and I think it's it's good to mention right now, if you do find that there's something that's making you feel yuck, just pull away from it. But you also don't have to act like it's on fire. On the devil, yeah. Um, if yeah. you have a if you have an allergy that's going to kill you, like if you're allergic to peanut butter, sure, it's the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I, I fully agree. Like I will, I will go out and I'll make just better choices. Mm. So if I go to a restaurant, I'll be like, okay, can I? Is there gluten free bread? Yeah. If not, I'll choose something different. Or sourdough because it's a bit better. Sourdough because it's a bit better, or I'll just abstain for that thing. But I'm trying not to make a big deal of things. And if you're at someone's house for dinner, you don't have to act like their food is disgusting. I'll just, I'll just politely, just choose a different option. Yeah. You know, like um, like and you know, and you bet like some sauces have gluten in it, some of this and that, and it's like okay, if I realize it, I just won't. You know, like I just, I don't have to Down criticize. Down second helping or something. Yeah, it, it's about just acknowledging that rather than um, parading it everywhere. Yeah, and if if there is a little bit of lactose in the sauce, and you're like, oh, I'll probably feel a bit yuck later. Take take your little lactase tablet subtly without, you know, offending the. Don't have to be rude about it. Whatever. Yeah. That, that being said, though, I've fa- have found a lot of people are very accommodating. So and, when, and that's it. Yeah. When someone wants to to go out now, do you have any suggestions? I'll always suggest. Um, Japanese or Vietnamese, mm. because I know that they're mainly rice-based, and I know that there's a very good chance that there'll be heaps of gluten-free options. Yeah, exactly. And people love suggestions. Yes. You know, how is like, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? And I'm just like, Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Done. It's, it, it takes away that um, ambiguity, because I, I do have a preference. My preference yeah. is a place that is gluten-free stuff. And if they're asking me, I'll say, like, I'll, I'll always be like, look, I'll figure it out, because I know myself well enough now. Yeah. But if we can choose... Let's go down that path. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but we're, we're coming up on time. I just want to just highlight this one little thing. Calm meal times. Oh, yes. Can you just give me the very brief thing and then we'll, we'll sign off because we've done it's the take. Just, it's just mentioned in the book and it's something that I really relate to in my life. So, your gut is primed by your nervous system to digest when you're calm. So if, you, if yes. you're if you in fight or flight, you're just not digesting. So we're, we're talking about just, just chilled dinner time. We're not freaking out. We're not pushing. Yeah. Same thing with kids. It's not like this big deal. Like they'll just, just – we're just chill. Yeah. So there's different contexts. So if you're at work, you're busy, you're rushing, you're eating when you're walking, you're eating when you're like trying to work, your gut's just not digesting at that moment. So it's – not ideal for you at that moment. Mm. And if you're – and then like another situation, if you've got a toddler that, or a child that doesn't want to eat and that causes an argument, 
everyone's impacted. It's not good. Yeah. So, so, so it's it's not like all of these things. I think aren't the biggest deal. Yeah, and we're not putting but, anyone down or anything. No, no, no. Yeah, but all of these things will add up. Mm. You know. So it's like it's like consider consider the poo the <laughs> how to poo properly. Consider. Um, adding some um, pre prebiotic foods or probiotic things. Consider, um, you know, the take action of just contemplating how the food is making you feel, and mm. you know, making some different choices there, and do your best to make meals calm. Yeah, All of those things calm, will make you feel better. Experience rather than worrying about it too much. I agree. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we're up on time. Um, yeah. It's time for us to read another book and for you to take some action. Figure out the food that makes you feel better. Honest to God, you'll. You feel so it, the trans look, the transition sucks. Yeah, and I do really, really, really want to eat some bread. <laughs> you know that that hot crusty bread with butter, but uh, that that's now transient because I just know that I'll get slapped in the face hard if I do. It'll be terrible. Yeah, it'll be it'll be ten seconds of mouth pleasure yeah. and four hours of of belly pain, and I'm just more and more and more seeing that it's not worth it. So you can. But do if it. you ever do accident, if you like. Give up 90, 95% of gluten, and then one day you accidentally have some or whatever that you, and you also, it's not the end of the world if you like oh, have look, a sneaky little one well, every well, now and it, then. You'll, you'll end up train, you'll end up being, becoming aware and you'll train yourself. Yeah. Because you'll be like, yeah, like I'm going to be a bit more vigilant if that's the problem that you have. Yeah. Like I do. I'm, I'm getting more and more vigilant. Yeah. And giving myself- it up, do you find that giving it up wasn't as bad as you actually thought it would be? Oh, I feel amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad I worked this out finally. You're not suffering missing the bread as much as you thought you would. Look, not going to lie, there are no, Lead supplements, uh, replacements, but I just, yeah, it's the pain is not worth it. Yeah. Never again. I love that. <laughs> anyway, we're going over time. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers.